You're listening to Curious Conversations About Sex, and my name is Rog. This podcast is brought to you by Curious Creatures, who run a variety of sexuality and self-development workshops in Australia. Please bear in mind that not all conversations will be suitable for younger people. Also bear in mind that while we can discuss general concepts, what we say can't be taken as personal advice or guidance. You're the only person that is an expert on being you. If you've got questions you'd like us to answer, or you want to find out more about us, look us up at curiouscreatures.biz. B-I-Z. Today, we've got the third of a three-part conversation about safer sex. Asaya McKimmy and I continue chatting about the detailed pragmatics as well as the broader communication and psychological issues. We start with dental dams, move on to safer sex strategies for kinky play, and finish on the role of shame in STI conversations. So, the next one on our list is Dental Dams, uh, which I think wins the award for the least intuitively named one. Um, shall I flip you to, for a coin on describing it? Uh, there's like a thick, sexy piece of glad wrap that, that go between um, <laughs> you and, and whatever you might be licking. <laughs> oh, that's such a good description. Um, they're, they're about... Five inches by ten inches, so like maybe 125 mil by what's that, 200 mil or something? Yeah, mil. yeah. Um, my your, my spatial yeah. awareness is. <laughs> well, let me let me express it in um in a more modern language. They're big enough to cover a cunt or an anus or a cock or like a fa- half of a face or something like that. Yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> and they allow you to lick and suck and, and nibble with relative um, impunity. <laughs> yeah, so my only suggestion on that one is um, break them out ahead of time and have a little bit of fun with them um, with, the, with the lights on. Set, set up like an ap- academic play space uh, where you can learn how to use dental dams. They're really fun. Yeah, yeah. They, you know, they, they, they can be one that you uh, kind of have some fun with and experiment with. <laughs> And I guess uh, there's just uh, like a couple more I want to mention, uh, if you don't have any others, um, I was thinking just to mention Viraclean and, and what I sometimes call the sin bin. Uh, so Viraclean, and again, we're often referring to kinkier forms of play. It's a hospital strength disinfectant that uh, kills most um, uh, most things on contact. Uh, you need to follow the instructions on the side, but particularly for anything like stainless steel or finished wood or any kinky equipment like that um, with a non-porous surface, um, then, yeah, Viraclean's a really good way to uh, clean and disinfect. Uh, and the other method is um, what I sometimes call the sin bin, which is if you've got something like, say, a suede flogger, which you cannot disinfect, you can sort of wash it in warm soapy water to give it a basic hygienic kind of a clean, but you're not actually disinfecting it. So once you've given it a basic clean, uh, since most viral agents can only stay out alive outside of the body for a relatively short period of time, like in some cases an hour and maybe in excellent lab conditions, 24 hours. Um, if you give a, a toy or a piece of equipment a clean and then set it aside for a week in the sin bin, then that's pr- 
pretty good practice. I'm not going to sign off on and say that that's safe, but that's certainly safer. Yeah, uh, and make sure it's um, dry as well. Um, you know, anywhere where there's warmth and moisture, you're, that's ah. what's going to, to help um, uh, bacteria and viruses uh, live longer. Cool. So once you've cleaned your partner, put them in a cool, dry place. <laughs> uh, that's it. <laughs> yeah, great. I understand. I'm following along. Um <laughs> All right. Well, I'd like I'd like in a moment to talk about um, a, a couple of broader questions. Um, is, is there anything else you wanted to say, Asaya, about um, techniques or barriers or anything like that? Um, yeah. I mean, in in terms of herpes, I think uh, one that we haven't talked about uh, is also taking an antiviral as a suppressive measure. Mm. Uh, so they're like, really super effective, hey? Look, they're, they're, they can't be relied upon solely, but they they do now um, reduce your risk. So if you're using um, an antiviral as a suppressive measure, if you're using condoms and if you're not um, uh, engaging when um, you can feel the sore coming on and when you have a um, sore, you actually really, really drastically lower um, your chances of, of passing that virus on to a partner can an antiviral that you take um uh daily really that reduces right, the yes. risk of shedding yeah yeah great yeah um and, okay. and also just you know in terms of hiv which is you know a, a, another um really sexually transmitted infection um just you know one if you if you have hiv of course um taking your your antivirals so you know you want an undetectable viral load and if you are engaging in high risk situations um in your kind of a, a high risk population that you can take um prep uh, as a way of um, w- w- reducing your risk of contraction, um, and I would say also if you're um, uh, if, if you're kind of this way inclined, that there are vaccinations against um, HPV now, which are an option as well. Uh, right, great. Also, um, vaccinations against Hep B and yes. a couple of other ones there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're living an active lifestyle, oh, and- then. Um, so, so some vaccinations and um, regular checkups. Oh, yes. Great. I was just about to say that, that that's really <laughs> one of the, you know, really, a lot, I think along with having the conversation, having regular checkups is really one of the ways that, um, that you can best reduce your risk because a lot of these STIs, you know, um, a- apart from the herpes virus and, and HIV, which you have for life, they can be relatively easily treated. Um, and obviously, the earlier that you can detect and treat them, um, the you know, the better it's going to be for you and your body, and and also anyone that you're engaging with. Yeah, great. Love what you're saying. Uh, also, when you go to get a checkup, um, open up a conversation with the specialist, whether it's your GP or a uh, sexual health specialist, and describe your sexual practices and lifestyle to them. Um, uh, they're not going to shame you or look down on you for not knowing something that you couldn't already know, but they should be able to draw your attention to areas that might be risks. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think, you know, if you can also find like a specialist um, sexual health clinic or to find, um, you know, a GP that you know is is going to be really open and supportive around this, uh, it's definitely going to make uh, that, that conversation easier. So, you know, if you are a part of a community, it's definitely worth asking around um, to, to find a GP that, that is going to be open and supportive. Yeah, great. Love it. <clears throat> Um, so speaking of supportive, I think the, the only other, uh, point I want to finish on was sort, was sort of another question that came up from someone. It was, it wasn't framed as a question. It was, uh, just discussing the difficulties they've had about, um, shaming responses to STI conversations. And particularly, I think in their situation, it was around poly relationships. So yeah, in, in the same way that you need to find a GP that's going to give you a supportive, non-shaming response. Uh, I think this issue is really crucial in relationships uh, and it's also really damn complicated because if something comes up in a relationship that is a breaking of an agreement, um, like say for instance you're in a monogamous relationship and someone's had uh, uh, admits to an affair and a potential uh, safer sex um, protocol breach um, or likewise you can get similar situations in poly relationships sort of needs to be a separation from the relationship agreements problem and the safer sex side of things and if it's possible to handle the safer sex part of the conversation in a non-shaming way so just like that, that might sound something along the lines of um Okay, we're going to talk about the relationships agreements in a moment, and that's that's going to have what it's going to have. Um, but um, thank you for coming to me to talk about the safer sex stuff and and giving me the the right to be informed about that and the and the risk to myself. Let's now just put a sensible, pragmatic plan in place and talk about that in whatever simple terms we need to talk about it in, and then we'll deal with whatever the relationship issues might be more broadly than that. But again. Thank you for coming to me to talk about the safer sex side. So the the reason I'm saying this is because if that conversation happens in a really complicated, difficult, shaming way, then it creates an incentive for that conversation not to happen next time, which just puts the whole system at risk. No, I, I think you, you that that's right, Roger. And I think really there's actually been a lot of studies around um, how shame is actually what um, increases rates of, of STIs across the board because shame absolutely wow. shuts us down like uh, like nothing else. And so if we suspect that there's you know that we're we're going to feel shame, we often won't have that conversation. Um, so yeah. you know, creating the space where we can have these really open conversations uh, is just so important. You know, and it's like seeing it in perspective as well. Like, you know, I think I mentioned, you know, at the start that, um, you know, the, these these are skin infections. We we pass on um, lots of different viruses and bacteria to each other all the time, and just because it, it's passed on through a sexual act, um, it, it shouldn't be uh, a, a more shameful experience. Um, than, you know, contracting any other kind of, of infection. Yeah, I really agree. And uh, I, I think there's a temptation, particularly if there's been a breach in a relationship protocol or something like that. Uh, I, really interesting what you're saying about the relationship between shame and rates of infection. That, that just makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
Um, I, I know it's it's it's, it, it's quite fascinating, really. But I think mm. you know you, you have a point around um, you know if you are you know in, engaging in um, uh, you know more than one relationship, also just being aware that it's not yourself that you're putting at risk. Um, by not engaging in yes. safer sex practices, yep. that it's um, yep. someone else that you, you know, potentially care um, very much about. As yeah. Well. Uh, well, fantastic. That's been a really great little wandering through of the topic. And um, I, I think one of the things I've really enjoyed about talking with you about this stuff, Asaya, is I feel like um, – it's been – I've found that to be quite an enjoyable, light conversation about um, safer sex stuff, which in my experience is how those conversations can actually be in real time, in relationship. Yeah, I, I think that, um, you know, it, it can be. I think, you know, as I said at the start, it's it's a conversation that we all need to have. And, and I think, it, you know, it can be lighthearted and actually it can be something that, you know um, – in some ways can can bring you closer if you're you're looking at a long-term relationship but also practicing that communication can just make things more enjoyable mm-hmm. it can builds trust gives you more idea about what you're both up to and what your intentions are yeah 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 and you don't have to have anything sitting in the back of your mind you know about possible outcomes and the less things you've got in the back of your mind the more fun things you can do with your mind <laughs> And that was the last of a three-part conversation with Asaya McKimmy about safer sex and related topics. I had such a good time talking about what is often such a serious and shameful topic. You've been listening to Curious Conversations About Sex, and stay tuned for a little more about Asaya. I would love to hear a little more about you. So uh, you're a... Uh, you work with people with relationships and with individuals. Um, who's your uh, perfect client and how can they find you? Yeah, so I actually, I work with um, really women and couples at the moment and couples in various kinds um, of relationships. Um, I do all of my coaching and therapy actually via Skype at the moment. So wherever anyone is, um, I'm available for sessions. And I also have some online programs as well. Uh, you can find me at my website, which is www.asaya, which is I-S-I-A-H hyphen McKimmy, M-C-K-I-M-M-I-E.com. And you can also find that link in the notes for this podcast. Um, thank you so much for coming on, Asaya, and sharing your knowledge so willingly with the world. Um, yeah, I really appreciate that. Oh, thanks so much, Raj. Yay. Hey friends, if you're in Melbourne or Sydney, we have got some workshops coming up for you. Uh, They're all now listed on the Curious Creatures website, which is curiouscreatures.biz. But specifically in Melbourne this very weekend, on Saturday the 25th of November, Erotic Movement, which is all about finding and expressing yourself through movement. Then on Sunday the 26th, Role Play Your Way, which is about delving into your sexual roots and your fantasies and your taboos and your core erotic themes and then working out how we can take baby steps towards expressing that part of you through role play. It's a really powerful uh, area to work in. 
then uh, December the 12th, fun little sex games, uh, fabulous little communication and touch activities, and on Saturday the 16th, uh, Kink 101. Then Sydney people, we had so much fun coming to you, uh, what was that, four months ago, we're coming back at the end of March, uh, looks like uh, March 23rd, 24th and 25th. Uh, again, details are on our website, and please get yourself on our mailing list, uh, the details of which you can find on the contacts page of our mailing list. Hope you're all well.